This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be sh- And now your host, TJ. It's a 4 nothing win for the Chicago Fire, and here we go. It's the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, Chicago Fire post-game edition. Um, a 4 nothing win tonight, like I said, over Houston Dynamo. Um, this is, if you think you have a good team, this is what a good team does to a bad team. They, they punish them, they get ahead early, and they just continue to keep the pressure on. This felt cathartic to me. And I'm joined tonight by senior editor in Hot Time in Old Town, Pat. Pat, what was your th- I, cathartic? That, that's what I keep coming back to for this one. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you have to listen to Raphael Wiki all season saying, we created the chances, we just didn't finish them, and a few poor careless mistakes on defense cost us. There was none of that in this game. They created the chances and then scored them, and then some. And they were, you know... It, it was a 3-0 first half that if it weren't for the two VAR calls, I think one of them was correct. I'm not sure on the other one, but it could have been 5-0 if there wasn't VAR. So it was a uh, it was a dominant, dominant performance, the, the best performance of the year for the fire. And uh, hopefully now it's the start of some better play, although we said that after the Seattle win and we said that after the Cincinnati, Cincinnati win. win. So yeah. we shall see. I mean, overall, and I, I kind of, I'm going to give a pass a little bit on the Orlando game because that game was just weird and fluky, and I really don't wish was, to. Re- yeah, it was weird, very weird. But the overall play, that Columbus game, the play was on the upswing. Yeah, it, they broke down yeah. at the end. But the play they has been well in stretches against Orlando too. Like it was it, sure. It, this is not, you know, an attempt to rewrite a bad loss. They really are doing certain things well. It's just a matter of putting it all together and then getting a little bit of luck on their side. And you know what? Tonight they were so good they didn't even need luck. So um, good for them. And and and, and they exercised it seems like their biggest demon in VAR tonight. Um, I guess finally they, yes. They the, finally got a net one or a net negative one versus just a net every. I swear you right. if the fire on the attack and. I posted during the game and I asked you and I think you said this Herbert, it was Herbert's goal against Cincinnati or Col- was it Herbert's or Collier against Cincinnati? Herbert's. Yeah. Collier hasn't scored in the regular season this year, but Herbert's had the opening goal against, it was the first goal at Soldier Field. Right. Right. And, but that's the only time I think, yeah. I swear every time they go to VAR, you know, it's going against the fire. Although to be fair, if they're going to go check, if the referee goes to check the monitor, it's almost a four. To me, in my mind, it's a foregone conclusion that he's just going to over there. They don't call him over unless they've got it. They really don't. Yeah, but the, you you haven't we haven't seen that until the end of tonight's game go the other way. Correct. And and tonight we had the, the penalty call, which I, you know, at the end, which I do believe. Yes, he was fouled outside the box, but he was also fouled inside the box. And, correct. It, correct. Correct. And then uh, Houston's goalkeeper came way off his line, and so it did need to be. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't way off. It was a step, and it's enough to call it, because the rule is they've been very, very clear that they don't allow you go to go forward side to side. You can do, 
You can't you can go, go one foot forward, right? You can't and bring he had, the other foot off the line. And he did. The other foot so. has to be the other foot has to be over the line and it was and it clearly was not. Right. He'll go back and look at it and go, Yep. And he's frustrated. I mean, he got a yellow for his mouth and you know, we move, we all move on. Um but a do- yeah, a dominant game from beginning to end for the fire tonight. Um I imagine in the post game the mood was a little bit different, we'll say. Yes. Yes, uh, Wiki was happy. Um, he, you know, it, it was kind of a, and this is the question I asked him. I'm like, this is everything that you've been talking about all year. Um, was this your best performance of the season? And he said, yes. He said it was a mature performance by his team. Um, he said it was a perfect first half. He did not expect the second half to be as good. He just basically wanted them to be smart and be see the game, and, yeah, see yeah, the game see out the game and be healthy, yeah. and be healthy, mm-hmm. and they uh, accomplished as, as for uh, the players, uh, Fabian Herbers had I, my favorite quote of the night. It was, I'd rather win 1-0 four times than uh, by 4-0 once. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, Fabi. And then uh, Calvo was kind of defiant. He's he, he was basically like, just because we did this doesn't mean we're the best team in the world, but he's like, but I've been telling you guys all year, we're not as bad as some of the losses made it seem. So he, he obviously was saying that to you, TJ, because of your uh, hatred for, for his game. So it's a, Hey, it's, a, fast, it's clear, a, a clear shot at you. And I guarantee he listens to minivan dad soccer, about I guarantee. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I was just trying to take a drink and I almost spit. <laughs> Let's, Although he did listen to 55-1, so it you never know, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but it is a family thing to call out Calvo when, when we get bad Calvo. And when we get to our ratings tonight, because, yes, the ratings are back. Um, Calvo was good tonight. When 90 minutes Calvo, played. Two when shots, good, one on target. 78 touches, 60 total passes, 73.3% accuracy. Not the best, but not terrible. Uh, two tackles tonight. So good night. Pretty good I was night gonna, for Calvo there. And I and I will and I will give Calvo his due when we get to the ratings tonight. The ratings were fun to do for a change instead of all right, who am I gonna blast this time? I really don't have any but how can you? It's a four nothing win. So, but that said, there's gonna be some performances numbers are gonna go, well, but it was like they didn't do a lot because they didn't have to do a lot, and that's okay. You'd rather have those nights where you have some that are superstars and others that are not because they're not needed to be. And, but like I said, beginning to end, they were good. And did I, in the post game, did somebody ask Wiki about the personnel change moving, um, yeah, Alistair out wide, yeah, think, Herbers in the middle, and that was I think it was Jeremy that asked about that, yes. And and he said that basically they were, um, he he liked the potential of both of those players in the different roles. He, he likes, you know, Alisada's speed and, and his ability to get into the half spaces. And he liked Fabian's, you know, intelligence, his ability to run in from behind. And also I think what he really likes is Fabian Herbers was given the instructions. Basically defensively, you are an eight, you are dropping, dropping, dropping and helping control the midfield with Alvaro and, and Gaston. And then uh, on the attack, you go forward, which I don't think we saw 
Alisea to play quite as much defense, although he doesn't, he's not like Mesut Ozil out there. He does play it, but um, Fabian was able to, to be a little more stout defensively in the midfield. I think that's something Wiki wanted to see. So I would not be surprised if they stick with it because the original idea for Alisea was not that he would be a 10. It, it was that he'd be a, a winger who could use his speed out wide and cut in. So, and that's what we saw tonight. So sure. Um, and he wasn't he forced into 10 into the 10 um, when Stojanovic went down, he kind of right yeah, into that I mean, role. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and he, now yeah, Fabian so when, has now played for the fire, seven, 11, nine, 10 and eight. If my memory serves correctly. So we've we got to get him. We really, we really need him. Then, we, yeah, we need him to go full all all eleven positions in one game, a la Jermaine Jones. I we really do, or um, yeah, but Jermaine wasn't assigned to do that by the coach. Jermaine Steve Lyons did it for the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine did it on his own accord. Where Steve Lyons, I think, yeah. was assigned to do it in the game. But um, to go back in my White Sox history, but that said, his flexibility is good. And the the other thing I want to ask you with that is with Herbers being an eight on defense. Does it allow for almost more, with more interchangeability with Madron, seeing Madron being able to get forward, knowing he's yes. going to have that coverage? And really the same thing for Aliceta on that side. We had we had a reintroduction to one John Bornstein tonight, and seeing Johnny B mm-hmm. over there, you know you have the defensive part covered, so Aliceta is allowed to stay a little more forward, knowing he's got an anchor behind him. I mean, he's got there's yeah. somebody there behind him at all times. Bornstein is steady. Bornstein is like, it's, he not only, you know, he had a, probably the best defensive play of the night where he made a huge tracking run back diagonally into uh, the box to stop a a shot, but he also uh, had the assist on the first goal, which from a very advanced attacking position wide. So um, he is, I've said this on the show, like, I don't know, every show, but Bornstein is my favorite player on the team. He is, um, which is funny because Chris and I had a running joke, what, 12, 13 years ago, effing Bornstein, uh, when he was with the national team, it was like a, it was like a joke that we hated him. And the guy is my favorite player on the team. Not just, uh, I, I think it's cause he's a veteran and he's a dad and he's smart and he's, you know, trying to do good things at the end of his career. And he's a nice guy, but he's also a really smart player and still a really effective player who, can make his, his fitness level is very high. So I, I'm sure. glad that he's here and that he was great tonight. I wonder if he drives a minivan like, no, but anyway, yet I digress. Um, so that's it. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was a complete performance and you ran through Calvo's numbers tonight. Um, I'm looking at, I want to go through just a couple of this and I'm, you know, the eye test tells you they were good, but so there are times you look at the numbers afterwards, you're like, uh, yeah, maybe not. I have like the full opt printout that the team sends me. So I've got some pretty good. But I'm looking, I'm looking at it stuff. outshot Houston, 16 to seven on target, nine to one. Um, possession was 54%. I mean, those are things mm-hmm. when you look at, you're going, okay, the eye, t- cause, because there are nights, the eye test, a dominant team doesn't possess and it's because they don't have to, they get the ball. They, they score so quickly, but this was uh total passes, 525 to 436. I mean, this was even, even in the second half, TJ Houston did narrowly win the possession battle, but the fire, it was 58, 50.8%, I think. Mm-hmm. But the fires first half was so dominant that it 
to fact the fact that Houston needing to go forward only had 50.8% of the possession in the second half is still excellent in my view. Although I, I did say this to you before we started recording, Houston looked flat as hell tonight before they, the first goal was even scored. I'm watching them. I'm like, they, these guys don't have any interest in playing defense tonight. Do they? They're just kind of walking. You, and we did talk, we did talk about this pre-show and I was, that was going to be my next question. Honestly, you mentioned Houston, on the same day travel, it, it's not an easy task for these flights that are really comparatively longer. I mean, it's two, two and I want to say it's two and a half hour flight to, from Houston to Chicago. Yeah, it's it's not a great, yeah. it's fine, but it's a long, but by the time you get to the airport, get through security. Cause most of the time you're flying commercial. No, are they, are, they're all they charters, but you still got, now, yeah. you still have to go through the, all the, all the, you got to go through security. You got to do all that kind of stuff still. It's still a p- big pain in the butt to get everything together and travel and knowing you're coming right back. It, it's it's a long day. And you and we we talked a little bit about the fire in Orlando because that's about as long of a flight as they're going to have all year as well. Does that factor in? Uh, it probably does to some degree. I mean, I, I talked to a friend with the team who was on the trip uh, to Orlando and he's like, look, it's, it's not um, – it's, it's not like it's the worst. You're on a charter flight and you have a hotel then. But he's like, the, th- the thing, there's a point where you, you, you wake up early to fly and you fly and you get down there and you get to the hotel. And then there's a lull. And he's like, the, the time at the hotel really like. It, it, draining. Dr- would draining yeah, be exactly. Word? Yeah. It's like you're not doing anything, but it's not physically grueling. It's just like it's the waiting and, it's, it's and then after the travel that, that really takes. So I do think that you'll see with the combination of the, the tightly packed in schedule mm-hmm. and the, the same day travel rules that are almost in effect for basically, I think any flight the fire would take, this would be in effect. Um, if the, if the flight's over a certain point, there would be an overnight stay, but I don't think the fire are going to have one. Um, right, because as we talked about, I think Orlando was probably their longest flight of the year. Um, it it, they, it is the, um, not of the year, but of the of the end of this new post uh, MLS's back schedule. Um, I was say, obviously, post, Seattle would have been uh, correct. But yeah. Post MLS post MLS is drunk. That is their longest flight because I'm looking. They go to Red Bull Arena another um, for one, yeah Montreal for Montreal. They go to Kansas Which, City. They go to Minnesota. Um, Philadelphia, you know Nashville. I mean, personally depressed I was that they don't play Montreal at Soldier Field. Well, I know it makes you sad because you won't be able to go see your hero Terry Henry, but you wouldn't be able to meet him anyway or be anywhere near him. You'd still I be know this. To to him. I know this. Are you, will but you I'd have be... a? Will you be fighting your tail off to get a question in in his part of the press conference? Yes. Okay, that's yes, important. I will, I'm going to join the week his weekly availability with Montreal if I can and ask about just to ask about the fire just to speak to the man it will make it'll make your year won't it it'll be up there I mean to to be fair 2020 hasn't been the best year but but uh, if I get a chance to ask a question of the king I will uh, it will definitely be on the top end of the year fair enough I, I okay I'm going to allow that one. Um, so, like, it, it's 
it this game this this was um a fun like I said it was fun to get into my ratings it was fun to watch this game and it just this is like all year where you and I've been on the optimistic side it was kind of nice to be able to have a game like this um as for VAR we did talk about that I do want to cover that and then I'm going to get to then I want to get to ratings but VAR you said one was yes the other was I'm not sure, and I agree with you on that. And that I agree with the handball. It looked like a handball. Sorry, it did that, to me too. And, and somebody was yelling at us on Twitter saying that was a oh, that was a soccer right eagle. that was a soccer eagle. That was um, that's Scooter Fenwick and friends. Um, who was he was the original editor of OTF Soccer. Um, I, I don't know if he's running that account or not. And it, they were yelling at us on Twitter, and I asked the question just like because it was more. I was laughing that. The second there's a VAR check on a fire goal or yeah. something positive for the fire, you know it's going to go against them. That's why. And, and, and as I said earlier, if they're going to VAR, they usually have it. It's kind of it's one of those things that you have a referee looking at the screen saying you want to look at this. I, I don't understand. <laughs> the, I understand Fabian Herbers was offside. Like that's very clear. That was a no, that I, was a no brainer. Yeah. I don't understand how. And I I am a strong proponent of not calling inadvertent handballs unless they have a clear impact but his, his hand was I know it was inadvertent his hand was out it was in, it was obviously in the penalty area it deflected the ball like I, I don't it's see, one of those it wasn't it was a natural position sure because when you're jumping your arm goes out a little sure. bit but I don't get it like I, I don't get why you overturn that I would not, like to I, know and I, I, you and I would too. And I guess we'll have to find the pro referee. Hopefully, it'll come up in the pro referee video that they release each week where they go over this. Yeah. Because in my, in my looking at it, it's the same thing. To me, it didn't look like a clear and obvious error. It looked like it hit his hand. He gained advantage by it. Right. I, that's not a natural position. It's out. Yeah. And you know, as Tony now, Mueller talked, say, and Tony, and Tony, air, your natural position is out. But it's to your side, it's not still. in front of you. Yeah, right. As Tony stated in the during the the broadcast tonight, that they you know there's the sliding one where it hits your arm on the ground, and they call that a penalty. This is the same type of thing to me, and that's where the 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 handballs that have been going against the fire being overturned by VAR on the attack. I'm, I I'm befuddled, and maybe I'm just not you know as nuanced as a referee as I need to be, but in that sense, but. I'm not sure I've tracked all of it, and it sounds like, based on what Tony was saying and what you're saying, it's confusing. So, you know, in a 4 nothing game, who cares? But, you know, like the the Orlando game, it, it kind of mattered. So, um, at least we'll say this much tonight. When, the, when they are setting up for the PK prior to it, Barrage had the ball in his hand. There was no question. There was no fighting. Calvo didn't have to get involved and, you know, put a referee shirt on for that. Um, when CJ stepped up and took it, there was no question. There was no fighting. CJ had the ball and that was just going to be the end of it. So whatever it was, there was no fighting tonight. So we'll take that as a positive as well. So, yes. You want to do some ratings? Sure. All right, let's do some ratings. All right. I'm going to start at the front and we're going to go backwards tonight. Cause that's as far as I got. And I didn't, I've still got a couple. I actually have to write up for, and these will be available tomorrow. Hopefully if Pat, when Pat gets up and gets rolling a little bit. These will be up at Hot Time in Old Town, and you can criticize the hell out of them. These are from the committee of one. That would be me, 
And if Pat feels like overruling it, he can overrule it in print. No, so. I let you. I let you put him up and take the heat. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. You mm-hmm. try and talk me. That's right. You try and talk me out of it here, and then I either change my mind or leave it as is. So, all right. And I'm not. I will say we've done this where I'm driving home from Soldier Field, and you're. I'm like, uh, like it was the last. There was one where the last home game. It was Columbus. I was in the rain. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know if that. I've got the stats in front of me right now, so I'm going to call you out if these are crap. Well, they're going to be crap. It's me doing it, dude. Mm-hmm. So there's that to be said. So we're going to start with Robert Barrich. I gave Robert Barrich an eight tonight, and an eight, an eight. Wow. This is my my. Here's my explanation. He's had nights where he's been better. He's had a goal and assist tonight. He only had the goal, but this is what you should the expectation be should be from your designated player forward. He put him out in front early. When the ball came to him, he was dangerous, and he was heavily involved all night. It wasn't like he disappeared for long stretches. When the ball came in the penalty area, you saw him involved. That's what he should be doing every Let me damn tell time. you some things about Robert Barrett tonight. One, sure. he scored. Two, uh, on Bobby's goal, he made the run that, if you watch, that pulled. He occupied both central defenders that sort of opened that space for Fabi to make that run on the Alistair pass, which was excellent. Uh, Barrich would have probably converted the penalty had he been allowed to take it. And, and he speaking should have of been penalties. given the penalty when they when the Houston defender pulled on his shirt in the second but, half. So no, But nobly, he tried to score the goal as opposed to going directly right. going to the ground like right. he was shot out of a cannon. No, I, I have that in my notes as well. That'll be in my write-up. I believe it or not, I actually had that in there. No, I uh, four total shots, three on target, one chance created, thirty-six touches, twenty total passes, eighty percent passing stats, won five fouls tonight. So, like I said, you knew Barrett was a part of this game, mm-hmm. and you and that and that's what he should be doing. CJ, because CJ came on for Robert Barrett, I gave him an eight as well. Why? He got his penalty kick goal, and he got fouled twice to get that penalty kick. Yeah, it took some VAR help. You're, but yes, you're, hang on. Hold I, on. I'm, hey, you're giving I, an eight for a dude who played 16 minutes and hit a penalty? Yeah, because he got on fouled. On a retake? Well, he hit it on the retake. However, like I said, he got fouled twice to get the penalty. Well, getting fouled once like wasn't enough. I feel like an eight is a two-goal performance. It, well, but I gave Barrett an eight on a one-goal performance. And you know what? It, it's his first goal of the year. His celebration was awesome, recognizing the birth of his child. Hey, I'm in a good mood. To see him come in and, like I said, get to almost – it almost felt like the, on the penalty he was fighting to get into the penalty area, to get fouled again, to take the penalty. And that's that impressive. That was impressive. He battled through that. That was that – was, um... That was and again, good. I don't know that it's I, eight worthy, but I was and maybe to see maybe we'll go to a seven. But I felt like once, usually when you you, you know you go to your backup forward and, and the game's not, you feel like there's a step, like you lose a step. I didn't feel that. Like I felt like the energy that he brought up top was still there. He's he was still player. getting into dangerous player, and CJ's good. There was no let off. There was nothing there, and that's why. And maybe it's a generous eight, but you know what? It's his first goal of the year. Um, you finally got the penalty, you know, after the one was taken away in Orlando, I'm going to leave it as an eight because darn it. I feel like it tonight and maybe I'll get ripped for it. And I really don't care. Herbers. Herbers was good tonight, but I'm giving him a seven. Um, why? Cause he was offside on the one goal. Yeah. You pretty much caught it. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah. It's another game at soldier field. So, you know, Her- Herbers is going to be involved All in right. a goal. 
Um, if anybody, was... if anybody deserves an eight tonight, it's Herbers. Let me give you Herbers stat line. All right. 87 minutes, one shot, one on target, two chances created, 53 touches, 38 total passes, 95% accuracy, three tackles, one foul, one. All right. So let, let, before we get into more into Herbers, if I flipped Herb Sapong, giving him a seven, Herbers an eight, would you be would you be satisfied with that? I don't even know if either one of them deserves an eight, but I don't know. What, what's the standard for an eight? Whatever I feel like. Okay, well, these are your ratings, so you give them. They really are. And like I said, it's the committee of one, and, and it can change from week to week. And the reason why it was exactly what you said, you, you Herbers was, as when he was on, when he was a 10, he was, he was I good. think Herbers was the key to tonight's game in his role, playing the 10 and then dropping defensively, playing an eight role defensively. I think Herbers was excellent tonight. And if not for being offside, um, on the Georgie Mihalovic straight. Yeah. It would have been a damn near perfect night for Fabi. And, and uh, so I, that's why I think it ate. It, it, when you think of why, why, where the fire attack, why it was so good. Barrett was all over the place involved, causing problems, getting into, you know, and Herbers was being one of the extent, you know, getting the ball to him. Um, and he, you know, he uh, the and he spent most you know he's a ten he he played the ten he played the eight, um, and then he had the VARs. But I'm still going to give him an eight because, like you okay. said, his numbers were good. So, and I'm in a good mood. They won four nothing. They got to have high numbers tonight. Uh, that's fair. All right, next one, Nacho Alisado. I'm giving him a seven. His assist on Herbert's goal was beautiful. Being out wide. I'm going to mm-hmm. use a, I'm, I'm going to extrapolate this to a way degree that he hasn't earned yet, but I, I see the comparison to some reminds me of a young DeMarcus Beasley in the fact that with his speed out wide, you really can't keep up with him when he gets going. Yeah. Um, he uh, bet- 90, 90 minutes, one shot, uh, two chances created 48 touches, 25 passes, 92% accuracy, one, two fouls. Yeah. And that's like, a good, that's a good night for Nacho. Yeah, the eye, the eye test told me he when he got the ball, good things were going to happen, as they usually yeah. do. Yeah, the assist, of course. And um, and, so. and I felt like, you know, even though – and Johnny B we're going to get to, he's got a nice number tonight too. But when you – having Johnny B behind him allows him to be him. It's not like – you're not expecting him to be a lockdown midfielder, defense, defensive midfielder, because he's got Johnny B behind him. And I, and I assume he knows that and plays into that as well. Mm-hmm. So – Georgie Mihaljevic, I also gave him a seven. Seven's going to be another number you're, you're going to see a lot of. He His goal, when he hit it, he didn't celebrate because I think he knew there was the offsides. But he, I also don't think he celebrated because he knew he hit it well. It was just kind of like, hell yeah, look at that. You know, it saw it like it came in, it was set up, he cracked it. Like, he started walking away knowing he scored before it was in the net. Like, he knew it. Mm-hmm. And him uh, too. Georgie, 63 minutes mm-hmm. three shots uh let's see if my old man eyes can cooperate with me here 55 touches uh 36 total passes 80.6 percent accuracy I, and i want to talk about georgie a little bit in the bigger sense um whatever the issue was that he him and wiki had to figure out um he had to figure out how to get into wiki's good graces real i mean 
he had, I think, one off night in New York, but by and large, since he's worked his way back in the starting lineup, I feel like that's the linchpin that has really got this attack he, moving forward. Yeah, he brings quality. He, he and does. he does. He does. As much as we love, mm-hmm. you call him Kiwino. I'm going to call him the Kiwi and Crouch. Um, <laughs> you cannot compare Mahalovich. You cannot compare Frankowski, or you cannot compare Collier or Frankowski to the quality Mahalovich brings when he's dialed in and playing. I, uh, this is harsh, but I don't particularly want to see Frankowski play for a while. I, I think that no, not only I is agree. Georgie way better than him, um, but uh, I think that I'd rather Collier too. The only I, thing, I like the only thing I, a healthy Frankowski brings to the table is if you bring him in in like the 70th minute, Try and match his speed in the 70th minute. You know what? But it, and when he again, you see him use his speed correctly in a game. Like it's yes. Now that's, like that's fair. Like use your speed to do something. And that's um, fair. Yeah. You know, I, when, when Collier starts breaking out the scissors, step overs, like I, if Kiwino is not a thing by the end of the year, I'm going to be disappointed because I feel like that's, Kiwi, I like Kiwino, but I've I've become more partial to the Kiwi and Crouch. And if he has a career like like Peter Crouch, he's doing okay for himself, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, that's not an insult. It's just they're both really tall players, and it looks awkward as hell at times. But oh my god, it's a when it when it goes, it's effective. Like Peter Peter Crouch was no different. Peter Crouch looked awkward as hell, but damn, he was effective. So he's, he's very good. He's very good at TV too. Like very yeah. good at TV. He's, yes, he is. He's going to have a, a even better media career than he did a playing career, and he had a really nice playing career. So, and, and um, which is fair. Are we, are we moving on? Yeah. All right. Um, Madrana. Again, seven's my lucky number. I'm going with seven a lot of times tonight. Yeah, he was the man um, of the match tonight. I think on the broadcast. And that's um, I, I, I I I would not have given him man of the match. Everybody now. I I saw. I think Twitter, Ruben and I, I went with Barrich. I, I and I I, I would have gone with Barrich as well. And I had another one that we'll come to later I that I would strong. have. Considered. I feel like Kerber's was my guy, but I, I relented with Barrich. I think Barrich is a good choice too. Um, Madrona um, gave a seven two. I there I I and I think it was you that put on Twitter calling Maradona like. Guess what? It was not a Maradona-like goal. Only it, the only reason why it was like anything Maradona because it started on the wrong side of midfield. The defending That's what I was meant by that. The de- defending was inept yeah. as hell. Dude, the center back came out, took a big swing at the ball, and whiffed. Watch the replay of it. It's almost you start looking at the defending and it's comedic how bad it was. Now that said, he never gave, he he saw that, took advantage of it, and scored it accordingly. Yeah. He did what you should do. However, the defending was equally terrible. Now, given all that, he had a goal tonight. That's why it, but he was he was good. Again, you didn't see him with negative play. You saw a lot of positives coming from him. He's another one along with um Herbers, along with Jimenez. It, it, you didn't get through the center of that team, which means you get a lot more time to attack if you can't get past them. Yeah. Uh, 74 minutes tonight for Madron, two shots, two on target, uh, two chances created, 77 touches, 63 total passes, 85.7% accuracy, two tackles, and the crazy goal from after dribbling. 
from the beginning of the C from from the from the left side of the C on the center of the, mm-hmm. center of the part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gaston Jimenez, I gave him a seven as well. I thought about a, and and realistically, I did think about a six. I want to say it was a quieter night for him, except that his he was this stamp, you know, on the middle of the park. You didn't get through it. He dictated the ball going forward a lot of times, and I, and as I've said, I've become he. You you talk about. Um, Johnny B's your favorite. Jimenez has become my favorite because, again, when he's on, you don't get through the middle of the park without being held up at some point. It's funny Make, that, yeah. And then, and, the, and, of, and then to see him put his those 40, 50 yard crosses to change the point of attack. The switch, just, yeah. They're gorgeous. Oh my, it's so pretty to watch. <laughs> uh, guess on Jimenez, 90 minutes, three chances created, but here's where it gets crazy. He led the team with 92 touches. Uh, led the team with uh, 78 passes, joint uh, leader there with, with Mauricio Pineda. Um, Gaston, 88.5% accurate, one tackle. Uh, yeah, it, you know, he, he wasn't... And, and he wasn't of- like, like, he didn't have like a beautiful assist tonight or something like that, but he was very effective. Sure, and, and, and I, the reason, and like I said, I thought about a sixth, and I gave him a seven ultimately, and I, I like I said, I, f- I feel like with him, I've got the bar raised because it's just I expect him to be this good every damn time, and he is this good. He there, you don't pay him pay what they paid to get him, unless he's good, and he is. So this is like, and that may be why it's only a, it's a seven, but he he is that good. And say what you will, Houston's in eleventh. Houston's not a great team, no question about it. However, yeah, they were tenth. They, I did point out in my in my game day story today that uh, the Fire and Houston were both tied at sixth with for sixth in the league in chances created. So they were both having this issue where they're creating lots of chances and not actually doing anything with it. Okay. Um. So kind of it, the Fire actually did stuff with it tonight. And well, and and again as we talked not. about earlier, now I'm looking back at the chances create. You're looking at chances created. Fired 16 shots. Houston at seven. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that tells me they were like I said they were they were good tonight. So um, Collier, and we're we're going we're staying in the midfield with Elliot Collier. He had a five. Um, his effort was there as the Kiwi and Crouch. I don't recall. I and and again this is just this is the the committee of one in the eye test. I don't remember him doing a whole lot good or bad. Um, he had a header go wide. He came on when the game was three nothing. It stayed three nothing. That means he did he did just fine. He had 27 minutes, two shots, one on target, eight touches, three passes, and he completed only one of those. So, so a five seems pretty fair. I mean, he I, I want to say he came on when they were doing a lot of defending. In I I don't think that you can. I mean, if in a losing effort, that performance would not be a five, but. I don't think anybody really deserves below a five tonight. So no, and, the, and, and that's where I kind of agree. Yeah. Um, uh, Bronico, he got a five as well. Same thing. Came in, it was three nothing. It stayed three nothing. It wound up four nothing. He did his yeah. job. Sixteen minutes, fifteen touches, thirteen passes, seventy-six point nine percent accuracy. That's BB. All right, um, and he did what he again. As Wiki said, you you said Wiki said in the post game, you weren't expecting the second half to be as good as the first half. 
you're expecting, but they did the job in the second half, and mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it comes down to. Um, Johnny B, he's got. I gave him an. I gave him an eight, and I and for two reasons. One, that assist was beautiful, and the other is because I like Johnny B. And third, because I think him being back there gives confidence when Alisade is out there. Alisade can go forward and know he's going to have coverage. And I, it was like it steadied the ship, if that makes sense. Like, I saw Johnny yes. B in the lineup, and I'm going, okay. I, I yeah. felt more confident in the in the level of defending that was going to be out there tonight. Yep, 44 uh, touches for Johnny B, 29 passes, 93.1% accuracy. He made a great defensive play. He had an assist. And he will not have to go work at Bornstein Automotive in Quetadero, Mexico, anytime <laughs> soon because um, he's still a very good player. Absolutely, yes. Um, Mauricio Pineda, I'm going to give him a six, and it's just because I, it's a clean sheet. It was a quiet, relatively quiet night for mm. him. You, you, you're going to disagree no, with me. No, it wasn't. It, okay, uh, go ahead. 90 minutes in a clean okay. sheet, 87 touches. That's second highest on the team. Okay. 78 passes. That is joint highest on the team. 88.5% uh, accuracy. And he didn't make a mistake. All right. So so you, would you give him a seven then? I think a seven is fair, yeah. Okay. okay. Argue. I think Mauricio needs... Mauricio deserves better than a six in my view tonight. So. I, I guess, I guess, like I said, in the center back pairing tonight, the star in the center back pairing was Calvo. I had Calvo at eight tonight. I mean, it, you talk about it was good Calvo. Anytime the ball came into Calvo, it, he was okay. He seemed to be positioned in the right spots when it needed to be in the second half specifically. Pineda did not have a tackle. Calvo had two, but Calvo's, you know, going forward, Calvo's passing accuracy was quite a bit sloppier than Pineda. Um, Similar amount of touches, a few fewer. And then Calvo was obviously more effective going forward. Didn't score, but, you know, had the two, the two shots. So, um, I, I, again, I go back to, the, and I, I want to, and we'll, we can discuss this and maybe, maybe Calvo comes down to a seven. This was a good Calvo night. Like I said, when Houston had that stretch in the middle of the second half, I felt like Calvo was the one that was in the right spot every time either to clear it, to be involved, whatever. You just kept hearing Calvo's name, and it wasn't in the negative, which is weird. It was really weird. <laughs> I'm going... See, well, that's the thing with Calvo. Like, he's he's not bad throughout the game, right? He's bad in one instance sometimes, or two, and then sometimes his reaction to that badness will piss you off and make you angrier at him than just a mistake, <laughs> but... Um, I think I think it's because I'm used. Is. I think I think it's what I. It's because the expectation is, you know, you're going to get Calvo once a night. You're going to get a finals for the Trojan and Boner of the Week award. So, you you kind of ex- and we didn't have that tonight. You had a shutout. The defending was solid. Yeah, <laughs> they were good. He's the captain. They he you know he said after the game, um, basically we were we won big, but we're we're not great because we won and we're not terrible because we lost. We're, we're a honest, hungry team and humble. Those were his words. Okay. So obviously so, English is his second language. He's pretty good at English though, but sure. Um, so would you, so would you give Calvo a seven tonight then, or would you give him an eight? I'm putting you on the spot on this one. Cause I, I've got him. In I an feel eight. like, I feel like Pineda and, and, 
uh, Pineda and Calvo both deserve sevens. Okay, uh, th- and I can go with that. I- I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Boris Sekulik, I guess a six. He was there. I don't remember him being heavily involved. I know in the first half, him and um, Mahalovich had some nice interchange play. He wasn't, I, but it, for him, it was kind of a quiet night from what I could, what I noticed in the yeah, broadcast. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair for Boris. I think defensively, he didn't have, uh, he did not have any tackles tonight. Uh, and going forward, the left side was far more active than the right Correct. side. So. It, he wasn't terrible. It just, no. he, there wasn't a ton for him to do, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's the same with Bobby, Sh- Bobby Shuttleworth getting a six. He didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He got a shutout. But it was, he had a save. He had a save. And he mm-hmm. was beaten, but was saved by the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, again, he wasn't called upon to do a lot. Again, for keepers to have high numbers, you have to do, you have to be making saves right and left. And he didn't have to do that tonight, which is good. You want nights mm-hmm. like it. You as a goalkeeper, if you're bored, you're having a good night. And overall, this was a solid night. This was a solid night for this team, and it was a well-needed night for this team. Um, I, I would say it's not just solid; it's the best night of the year. Like they they were phenomenal. Yeah, it, they looked amazing, and they deserved this one. And I still, I'm still. When I, when I look back in the season, that Seattle win in Orlando is going to be the one that because that was unexpected and that was a really really good team. Houston's not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. And but again, in control from the get go, a solid win, but and needed and very very needed. Now looking at the, like I said, we're looking at the schedule, quick turnaround. But then again, the entire league has a quick turnaround this weekend. So. Um, we got we we have Atlanta back here on Saturday night. Atlanta has not been good, if I recall correctly. Is that? Um, let me get some score. I don't I, I don't know the result tonight. I'll go look at that real quick while while we're talking here. Um, but uh, overall, they were losing last I checked. Let me. Okay. Atlanta's in tenth. They're in tenth. So this so this this no, this is one of the opposite. Atlanta. Um, no, they Atlanta is they hold on one. They lost Saturday. They didn't play tonight. Everybody um, played. Was, everybody played tonight. I'm not seeing them on the hold on, let's list go. of games. Atlanta, Atlanta. Hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, um, there were 13 games tonight, so they would have had to. Where? Why are they showing up there? Because you're because you're you're special like that sometimes, Pat. So we're as we look this stuff up. You're gonna have to bear with us. This is this is one of the parts Atlanta won. They beat Dallas one nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and a PK and a PK late. I do remember seeing that they had a PK. Lorenowitz had a PK. I want to say 90, 90th minute, give or take. Um. Here's my so, question, TJ. Do I? I have a vote for. Nope, I'm sorry. Player 50, of the week. Fifty fifth minute. So it was fifty fifth. So it wasn't late. But I'm looking around the league right now to see what everybody did. Uh, I have a vote for MLS Player of the Week. Do I give Calvo. it to a fire Calvo. player? Calvo. Calvo. No. Um, Borsecu. Uh, not Bors. Um, Robert Barrich. I. I might throw Barrich in there. Honestly, I, I might. It's uh, Bradley Wright Phillips had two goals for LAFC. I'm looking around the rest of the league right now, and obviously goals are. Dax had a goal. No, that's the other day. That's the other. I did vote for Dax last week. Good for um, you. Yeah, this is the. I'm, 
I'm getting off here. I'm going to MLS's site because I'm getting bad information from the Google right now as to they don't have all the games listed. I, um, I, I do. Do we do we rule? You know, um, do we look at Robert Barrich's performance and just say this is an inspired week for the Slovenians, seeing they took first and second in the Tour de France this year? Maybe you know what? You're, by that. you're the resident bike guy, so I'm gonna. It, not that I ride a bike, but I do follow the Tour de France, and the fact that you had a Slovenian win and a Slovenian in second. Were they? Maybe on the same team? Was in, hmm? Were they on the same team or different teams? Two different teams. Um. So, but the fact the fact that you have that, maybe we'll, we'll we're gonna say Barrage was inspired by that tonight for just for some reason. So did did Barrage win the Mayo Jean? For tonight, we're gonna give him that. Um. You gave him man Mello of the match. Johnny. You get man of the match, so yeah, he got the yeah. Myojon for the night. Yeah. Um, so I, again, dominant performance. We got Atlanta on Saturday night. I do want to point this out, and I didn't post a picture, but it was up. Charlie, Charlie can validate that. We actually put the flag up pregame. I think this was the first time with the new flag they've actually won that I actually got that I had it out in time because I didn't have it up for Cincinnati prior. Um, I feel like every other time I put it up, they lose. And even with the old flag, we had problems with it. So, you know, maybe we broke a streak tonight. So we'll take that as a positive too, right? Yeah. So uh, if they if they go into the Atlanta game Sunday and win, now you're suddenly talking about the playoffs. If so they, what you're saying is you should not get a did after up Cincinnati. Yet. Yeah, it, it's no. I think I think you you wait and see what happens Sunday, and then um, a win there, and now you can start thinking about okay, maybe we're maybe we can sneak into the playoffs, and then once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. So, so I I do want to point this out because we do we are taping this on on Wednesday night, and this will be. Most people probably won't listen to it Thursday, but 49th minute LAFC five, Vancouver zero. And mm-hmm. Vancouver's a playoff team right now. The word ouch comes to mind. Yeah, I, I, you know, of the, when I was doing the piece today for hot time prior to the game, LAFC leads the league in chances created by a long shot. And they were, I think, ninth in the West. And, but I, I made note, I'm like, but they'll sneak into the playoffs. Like LAFC is way better than the results sure. it has had this far. And that will even out. They are one of the best teams in the league and uh, they are showing that tonight. So. Sure. And as we look ahead, okay. So we had all 13 teams. We had 20, thir- all 26 teams can't play tonight, 13 games. There's only two on Saturday. Weirdly enough. Yeah. And it's, it's Nashville and, and Houston and then FC Cincinnati and, NYCFC. Um, you know who else scored five tonight, TJ? Who else scored five tonight? The Colorado Rapids, who are suddenly like the they're, Nuggets. Oh, by the way, they're the like, four seed. They are the four seed right now. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the Colorado Rapids are are legit. Like several other Stan Kroenke owned teams this year. For you know, and I have given him uh, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of shit over the years, but deserve it. Um, well deserved well deserved though. The Rapids are good. The Rams are good. Arsenal's good. Uh the Nuggets are very good. Um, yeah the Avalanche had a pretty <laughs> solid run. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kinda of, it's kinda of like 
Kroenke got his stadium built and now has the money to put back into some of his teams. Now, to be fair, the Nuggets, all these teams had to build it without tons of money built in. But I, with all of them, it's not – again, my, my criticism of Kroenke is he never blows the budget to, to build anything. He, he, he forces teams to stay within a, a reasonable budget. But I don't feel like he's ever said, nah, you can't spend anything, you know. No, it's true. Yeah, it's uh, he's not going to spend like, you know, a sovereign wealth fund from the Middle East is going to spend. But um, he's no, I will will say I got to watch Arsenal play Leicester today a little bit on on um, ESPN plus. And I will tell you, as much as I, I ripped. I criticize that jersey. It looks really good in person. That that white, the marble one, yeah, the marble one looks good in person. It looked. I have. I don't think I've ever had quite the same level of turnaround on it. It looked like somebody had been horribly murdered <laughs> when I first saw the leak, and then when I heard that it was going to be based off the marble halls of Highbury, I'm like, of course. I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool, actually. And I, um, he's asleep, so I can tell you this, and I don't think he listens to the pod, but I bought one for my older son. I bought an Obama Yang jersey, and it came in the other day. It's going to get it for his birthday. Uh, it looks great, and they, it, they've got the darker red in the shorts, like mm-hmm. the your ivory jersey. Correct. Yeah, it looks it, really good. It looks it looks slick today, and I, I, I where I had to double take, go, do I want to go buy another? Nah, I'm not there yet, but but they won again. And I get it's a Carabao Cup, but they won again. I mean, they got Liverpool on Monday. There's another. There's. It's sort of like the fire on Sunday. If, if Arsenal beats Liverpool somehow at Anfield, then we'll talk. Before that, I, I, they're an, they're a fine team. They're better than last year, I think. But well, it, which right, ex- exactly that. Yeah, if they Liverpool's a test for everybody. Um, Liverpool's still Liverpool. So I feel Liverpool like with Thiago now. They are. They took one of the best players off the Champions League winner and added it to their own team. Like, that, that's like Liverpool with Thiago is frightening to me. So it, it it is, but yet I don't feel I don't feel like they're better though. I guess maybe the and again the eye test is telling me, but I haven't watched them because you know I haven't I'm not getting into the peacock battles tonight of peacock being good or bad. So the um, peacock wars. Yes, which I think we are the only ones that actually came out on a podcast and said we didn't hate Peacock. So um, kind of depressing. I mean, I'm one. not happy to pay for it, but um, I but am you're not happy paying, to pay for it. But you're not. Because I was, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Well, first of all, I'm not. But second of all, I'm not. <laughs> fuck you. I, I, it's, you know what? I'm not. No, uh, I, we, we talked about this. We, and there used to be it, no soccer on TV. Pay a little bit of money. And exactly. If if you want to watch the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Syria, some of the air device, all of the um UA all the UEFA, the Europa League, the um Champions League, the NWSL, I guess now with um Peacock and you're gonna get the the FA Super League or the FA Women's League and, and it's still less than twenty bucks a month. It's twenty bucks a month for all of it, and yes, that's what I need. Cable subscription for you know for like some of the Premier League games that aren't on Peacock, and yes, you have to have an internet connection. You can really see basically any game in the world you want. There's no illegal streams like need for that anymore. You can there's no 
let's go to big soccer to find out how they, I used to have to go to big soccer to find out how Arsenal did because not every game was on Fox soccer channel or on, you know, some other TV station. And wasn't like Fox soccer plus or whatever their app was, wasn't that like 20 bucks a month in and of itself? It was like 20 bucks a month. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You add this up and you get a ton of soccer, not just, not just German second division and a few first division games. And you can watch it wherever you are on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop, on your TV. It, it, I know Peacock's got some issues with being like, you can't watch them on certain smart TVs. You can still watch them on your phone, which I don't know about you guys, but like three quarters of the soccer watching I do, I do it on my laptop or on my phone. I was going to say, I'm mine's, always doing, mine's my I'm always doing something my, else. Yeah, my ta- mine's yeah, my tablet. doing phone. I, I like for a fire game, if I'm, I, I wasn't able to go to soldier field tonight cause I coached tonight, but, um, I watched the game from home. I did actually watch it on a television screen. Normally I'm doing something else. Like every, every Arsenal game I ever watch, I'm watching on another, like on a, uh, tablet or on a phone or something sure. and folding laundry or cleaning something or painting something or, you know, writing something for hot time. I'm always doing something else. I don't sit and watch very often so like like this is perfect for me and yes i don't pay for all of the things well but the, the, um, but if you have verizon you're not paying for peacock so i mean it, it's fair i pay I, I, I pay for it with with at&t and i've got no problem paying for it and yeah i, I have i have uh xfinity so because or xfinity by nbc, NBC that verizon and no oh, that's, that's xfinity uh, sorry um, i apologize yeah, it's company xfinity. of nbc my wife works at NBC. The employees of NBC get a really, really amazing deal on cable and internet, like a crazy deal. And included in that but is even Peacock. If, so I don't but I believe anybody, but I believe anybody who has um, Comcast gets gets Peacock. Correct. For- yeah, yeah. The Peacock Premium is 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 included with Comcast. And I, like I said, I paid for it for fifty. I paid for it for the entire year, and I have, I have no problem in doing that. Um, because enough, if nothing else, like I said, I want to watch Saved by the Bell, Bell reboot and see what they do with that. Is it? Is that even, a more? That's just my age showing. So we did the same thing last week, TJ. But yes, e- even last year or last, yeah, last season, if you wanted to watch a Champions League game on BR, you're paying five bucks a game. Yeah. So, ESPN Plus is five bucks a month. And I believe six bucks a month now, right? But I believe six bucks if you're new, and I want to say, say that's the same as CBS All Access. And that's the same as um, Peacock. If you're to do it by month and not pay the the by the year, so again, eighteen dollars a month for how much soccer? A lot. And that now, and and I apologize. I'm going to step on this one, and I'm just going to leave it as is. I don't get B in sports, but I know B in sports is another one that if you can get for soccer is really good. It's got, in the sense, it's got. Um, it's got uh, Spain. It's got what uh, La Liga. Yeah. I believe it's got um, Ligue 1 with with France. It now added Nisa to their package, so it's got some American soccer as well. So that too, I if hate, you can add I hate it. I hate the sports. I no. do too, in the sense of They're, that they, they, they dropped they off my cable off package. Yeah, they got they dropped off mine as well. And there's no there's no cheaper than ten dollar a month way to get it. It's it, sports is expensive to pay for. You have to go through. You have to have Fubo or something to sure. get it so um it's like that's the one where like and that drives me nuts because one of the biggest 
most exciting things to me about Messi coming to the Premier League, the thought of that was that I didn't have to deal with not seeing him play on mm-hmm. I, I don't get I don't get B in. So And neither do um, I, but I mean they've they've added by adding Nisa to their package, I mean, like I said, they already have Ligo and they already have Liga. They have a good package. Yeah. Fox picked Fox picking up um they you're regularly getting Brazil, you're regularly getting um, Liga MX in English and in Spanish. Um, and now they've added the Canadian premier league as well. I mean, so they're, they're filling it in too. I, it's as a soccer fan, it's a great time to be alive in that sense. So it costs a little bit of money. So anyway, all right, we've been at this way too long. This is the mini van dad soccer pod. Um, I'm here. This is TJ. I can be at TJ Zaremba or mini van dad pod Pat at Patrick McCraney, hot time, old town, Anything else you go? Any final night? I, this is a good night. Any? What are your final thoughts tonight, Pat? I'm just happy. Yeah, we'll call Arsenal that a win. Won, for the fire one. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. And on that note, as Chris always likes to say, you're done. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist.